This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Of course they should trade for Jalen Ramsey. What the fuck are we doing here? Why is this a question? Why are there so many people that fight this every single day of the week? Why do we continue? Well, I don't even know if it's a majority. But to the people that don't want Jalen Ramsey, what's the deal? I feel like we did this with Jadavion Clowney, and we're like... Man, you know, this is, let's find a couple of straw mans. Uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, well, he only wants to play man, and all the Eagles do is play zone. One, that's not true. Uh, two, uh, there's a bunch of corners in there that aren't as good as Jalen Ramsey, and they probably play zone more because Jalen Ramsey's not here. I get long-term implications. I get that there are some people that go, where's Howie going to find the money? All those, I think, are valid, but... Uh, again, welcome to Go Birds number 112. John uh-huh. Barcher, James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks in studio for the first time Hey-o! in forever. What's up, buddy? Happy to be in here. Happy to, look to be back from Atlanta. The beautiful face, the beautiful hair, the yeah. beautiful look. Right. And we don't have to wear headphones, so he doesn't have to mess it up. So that's kind of <laughs> all, all on. But I mean, we all feel the same way, right? About, oh, yeah. About Jalen? Is yes. there any reservations? I mean, look, since Howie 2.0 has taken over, the, position he's cared, he, the positions he has cared about most, quarterback and cornerback. That's it. That's what he invests the most draft picks in. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Howie will be aggressive in trying to at least see what the market is and finding out what it's going to cost. You mentioned the money for Ramsey. I don't think that's an issue. It I never mean, is with Howie. Yeah, it's it's not an issue. And he, he'll make one of the highest paid corners and everyone will say, wow, that's a lot of money. And then the deals will come out and everyone will say, wow, that's a team-friendly deal. <laughs> like, that's just how it works. So it really comes down to whether or not they're willing to give up a first-round pick. And I think they are. Yeah, I no brainer. Am I this is as easy a yes as possible. This guy's the best cornerback in football. If not, he's certainly top three or four cornerbacks in football. He's yeah. twenty four years old. You could just shut down a side of the field. Like Darrell Revis, just be like, All right, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. That guy's got it. And I mean, talking to Elliot's point about Howie investing in cornerbacks. You look at a team like the Patriots, that's the one position they've spent money on. That's the one position Bill Belichick is continuously willing to spend money on. Stephen Gilmore, everyone's like, wow, $14 million a year? 
awesome signing. That guy's been awesome for them. He helped them win a Super Bowl. He's yeah. one of the best players in football. I, this is this is as easy a go get the guy type of situation as I can remember when one of these things has popped up. And uh, as of now, we're recording this uh, on a Tuesday at two o'clock. Diana Rossini has mentioned that there is an NFC team that. Well, just so happened uh, to mention the same kind of compensation that I was thinking about. A first, a fifth, and that's it. That's where we're kind of starting at that. I'm sure it'll get a little more expensive. I'm sure they're going to get some sweeteners in there. I am worried a little bit about the Chiefs, even though there's kind of conflicting reports between uh, JLC and a couple other local people. Jeffrey Chadia was saying that yeah. they are not in. So yeah. Who said that? Chadia. He's a Chiefs uh, guy. Oh, Chiefs reporter. guy. Yeah, well, yeah. Tyree Kill tweeted. He was a former ESPN guy, Jeffrey yeah. Chadia. Tyreek Hill tweeted at Jalen Ramsey, yeah. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that that was the most worrying destination. I mean, like, it wouldn't concern the Eagles, but I was like, oh, man, like, you know. Well, it wouldn't they, they of course. Could probably, you know, oh, uh, well, that and that would that, that's what they needed last year to kind of maybe even stop, slow down Tom Brady, whatever it is. So ultimately, I'm I, feeling that it happens like 20% for me. I don't yeah. think that the Eagles actually acquire him, but – they should do everything in their power to make this happen. And I think people have kind of looked at Minka Fitzpatrick in this whole last week as almost like the same or whatever, and that was a big deal for the Steelers. I honestly think that was a mistake for them and Miami at the same time. That was a great trade for Miami. Yeah, I think it was a good trade for Miami, too. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, of, Pittsburgh yeah. Pittsburgh could end up being a top 10 pick that yeah. they just gave away theoretically. I mean, they have right. Mason Rudolph helming yeah, the you team. You can find other Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, yeah. yeah and yeah. again, to your point, though, John. Jalen Ramsey is in a different class of player and than Fitzpatrick. That's the point. The point is, is that Jalen Ramsey is no joke one of the best cornerbacks in football. Minka Fitzpatrick's a nice young player. There's a huge difference there. I'll yeah. also say from an X's and O's standpoint, like we saw against Atlanta why they had to blitz so much. It's because the front four is not getting any pressure. And the result of blitzing is your outside corners are on islands a lot yeah. more. So the outside cornerback position becomes more important if we're going to see a more blitz-happy Jim Schwartz. Yeah, and that's... And so even just the Jim Schwartz defense to begin uh, with. Right, puts you know, him on islands a lot. Yeah, yeah well, how many times have we mentioned that over the past like year and a half, even with getting these young guys in here, and it still seems like that they're that's part of the resistance for people who are on... Listen, I don't think Jalen Ramsey long-term is a great thing. I know, and you talked about this. I don't, the, I don't get why anyone would say that. Uh, yeah, I, he's I don't 24, either. and he's awesome. What's the anti-Jalen well, Ramsey I think the argument. only thing is That's people feel like it. he could be a... a, a clubhouse culture type of problem but I think that's crazy all this guy has wanted is to get paid that's the way the NFL is they want to get paid that's okay again the big thing and he said it again today in his press conference he says I want to fucking win that's what I want to do I just want to fucking win yeah in that's the guy I want go get that guy I'll also say so last year when Michael Bennett was here I'm in the locker room basically every day almost nobody had any idea that there were potential issues behind the scenes, right? And then that's why he left, obviously, and Brandon Graham has alluded to that. So let's just say Jalen Ramsey were to come here and be somewhat of an issue. I think that locker room, that coaching staff, will be able to handle Jalen Ramsey without it becoming a distraction. Especially, like, I feel like he and Jim Schwartz have very similar personalities. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, obviously there is a a lot more colorful phrasing that Jalen Ramsey will say, and that's what I love about him is, whether, I mean, we're going to hate some of the shit that he says, but we're going to love some of the shit that he says. It's it's. Well, we'll, it's, all, we'll all love oh, it. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. In this room, we're going we're gonna right. to enjoy the hell out of it. But James alluded to it. The two things that locked me down in terms of what does Jalen Ramsey care about football 
Absolutely. His rookie year, he is in Jacksonville. He is crying on the sidelines. And you can hear him freaking mouth, I just want to fucking win, man. And coming from a program in which he was and contending for a national title. And his friend Ronald Darby was down there too. Winky dinky dink. Uh, well, and his high school teammate was Derek yes. Barnett. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that too. Like, yeah. There's a lot of connections that go in there. So I think he would absolutely fit in this locker room. Uh, and, and those it's guys just can be... tell the Eagles organization yeah. their experiences with him. Like, hey, he's a really good dude. He's, he's loud. Like, yeah. What's wrong with being loud? You know? Especially at that position. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a position with a history of guys. I mean, dude, were people like, oh, Deion Sanders, that's a real clubhouse problem? Right. No, no it's not. They were like, this guy's the best quarterback in football. I want him on my team. So it seems like we all agree they should trade for Jalen Ramsey. Yes. yes. Yeah. So let me ask you this. When's the last time Howie made an ultra-aggressive move? Um, I would say. Well, I, mean, I mean, trading Howie, for Golden Tate last year was aggressive. I mean, trading for Jay Ajayi was yeah. aggressive. I mean, those are aggressive moves. You don't consider that aggressive? I, I You're think, talking about giving up a first round well, pick, right? Yeah, I'm talking about let's look for holes because we could be wrong. Let's look for holes. Well, I okay, guess, so I think the well, no, 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 no. I mean, I think we all agree it's not likely that the Eagles right, trade right, right. Yeah, yeah. so We just think they should I was trade just for Jay. Right. Thinking out loud today, like a lot of times it gets talked about how how he can make any move at any time, and I agree. But if you think about it, the only real like crazy big move he's made since Carson Wentz. Carson. Well, I I don't I, yeah like in a way yes, but I mean you could also argue there were other big moves that were I mean crazy is a strong term, but yeah. again it was aggressive last year to give up a pick to go get Golden Tate at that point. Well, a I position think that stupid. Well, well regardless, like but aggressive, aggressive yeah. you know if that's what we're talking about here, that was pretty aggressive. I mean even some of the signings he's made have been pretty aggressive. So. I'm, I I get your point. I right. don't know if he, he has not been one to give up a first round pick to go make a move. It just like feels this. like so he far. hasn't brought in many big names since being here. Now Deshaun yeah. Jackson's a big name to Philadelphia and a big name in the league, but he wasn't, you know, a Jadavion Clowney, a Jalen Ramsey. So I, I I think there's a decent chance it happens. But I was just thinking about it earlier. Like yeah, and one of the reasons why I don't think it it happens here is because it doesn't really seem like. You know, Jalen actually has some leverage here, too. Like, I'm sure the Jaguar... Everybody will give up a first-round pick plus for Jalen Ramsey. I don't think that's an issue of... People that you know have. Need so, a are you or implying they're going to ask Jalen where he wants to go? Because I think no, no, no. I think there's I no chance. Think, I think they're going to take the well, best off. Jalen has they will, but they, but his, but his agents involved in this too. Uh, there was a couple of things that, and I, I apologize because I forget where they were coming from, but mentioned that he would love to be in Las Vegas if he does become a free agent. Because there's no, you know, he's thinking about taxes. He's thinking right. about all that stuff too. I'm not saying that he couldn't, you know. Well, he's going to be his a, mind, he's going to be a free agent this off season. So he's right. also in Florida, a place that has no state. Tag, so I don't know how much he's thinking about it, right? Well, because he well, he mentioned that too. He's like, yeah, but we're thinking long term afterwards too. And your choices in Florida right now are the Jags and the Miami Dolphins, right? right? So, well, Tampa Bay, but well, uh, yeah, like so if you're if you're Jalen and you're a free agent and you're a free agent, you can say like. I'm not going to the Bills. Like, the Bills, you can trade for me, but I'm not resigning here. Right. And so then that way, they're not going to give up a first. Now, the nice thing right. about- The point is, that really doesn't matter with the Eagles. Like, there's no way well, that's the Eagles I mean. want to trade nice for him. Jalen Ramsey yeah. isn't saying, sure, I'll go there. You know, yeah. so I don't think that's an issue for our purposes. Yeah, and if they trade a first-round pick for him, they'll resign him probably this week. Yep. Like, yeah. And, as they should. If you're going to give up that capital, that. if you're going to yeah. make the organizational decision, hey, we don't think this guy's a problem that he's going to cause in our locker room. We believe in the talent and all that. You should sign him. Yeah, and my hope is that we're all talking about this, and then we record it, and it's like out for an hour, and then we have to come right back in here because there's <laughs> an emergency. I there is nothing more I want than a than a Jalen Ramsey emergency podcast. Uh, we all hope that kind of happens as we're moving forward here. But um, yeah, this is and and to me like 
especially, you know, you brought that up with, with Golden Tate. It would be weird, very weird, that you would be that aggressive with Golden Tate and not that aggressive with the 24, going to be 25-year-old corner for next year who you, you clearly need to solve something even though that there was improvement against Atlanta and just say, this guy can cover this side of the field and we'll figure out what's going on with the rest of it. Ronald Darby will not be a part of that trade package. I know that everybody kind of keeps sticking him in there. I would assume that they want somebody that's not on a one-year deal, so that probably means you know one of the younger guys has to go. Um, that might be Avante. That might be Sydney. That might be Razul. And guess what? Whichever one they pick, it's totally fine. Yeah, so no, Albert, Albert Beer just tweeted out that the asking price is two first-round picks. Still yes. Yeah, I would do it. Whew. You got to get him first this year and next year, and he's and he signs a long term well, contract. Be, wouldn't it be yeah. this year and the year after? Can't you not trade first round picks and back to back years? I think it's only in the NBA. Only in the NBA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I would do first two firsts. No, I don't think I would. I, I, yeah, and just because that's their asking price doesn't mean that's what they're going to get. Right, right, right. But I'm saying I think it's more likely it settles like a first and a third or something like that, which I would do in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm okay with doing if I would do again, two firsts. I wouldn't Jack- feel great about it, but I I would if if it came down to it, and if I believed in him, I believed he was going to sign that we could sign him for a right price. All that stuff. I mean, I would trade two firsts. Two again. firsts and a big time contract makes him like the second most important player on the team. Well, like, yeah, th- that's like the that's we're almost- talking about the best cornerback in football. No, I, I know. I'm just <laughs> like yeah, just saying that's a it's a lot. Twenty four years. Years old, yeah. best cornerback in football. I think that's the type of who has shown it at the NFL level. Like I, that's the type of guy I would invest in. And in a way, and, and granted, this is all hypothetical anyway. But the I'd, I'd be fine with a, a twenty and a twenty-two first round draft pick if you yeah. can make it go that way. You could way. skip a year. And, you and can skip first. a year. I think you could. I think you absolutely do it because it's I, still. I mean, pay look, I, I, I wouldn't do. I it. know it's. I I would rather trade two firsts for Jalen Ramsey than two firsts for Laramie Tunsil. Personally. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Right, and Laramie Tunsil got two first plus. So I mean, I, I'm just saying from a from a compensation standpoint, I would prefer not to give him two first. But if I had to, if that's the only way to get Jalen Ramsey, I think I'd do it. Especially for a team now that is built to win over the next few years. Yeah. Here. You're always thinking about the future, but this team has a chance to to make real hay Super Bowl wise over the next three four years. Like that's a guy who well, makes a big difference. There. So that brings me to my my next point about. Jalen Ramsey. I'd give up a first-round pick to do it. Two first-round picks, I don't know if I would. And the reason is, ultimately, I think if Jalen Ramsey is on this roster, the Eagles are better. I don't think he moves the Super Bowl needle much for them because at the end of the day, this comes down to Carson and the offense. Like, Carson, this team's going to win the Super Bowl if Carson and the offense carries them. Like, Completely disagree. The, the defense, by the way, the defense has been fine over the last year and a half. It they is, were fine it, against it, the Falcons. They were they they got the job done against Washington. We all agree last year they played better than the offense. Adding Jalen Ramsey would help, no question about it, and it changes your defense, but it's ultimately still up to Carson. We can all agree that we have one mar excuse me, the Eagles have one marquee player on the defensive line, correct? Fletcher Cox. Brandon yeah, I Graham would agree. could probably make that argument. There's a lot of good pieces around him. We they currently don't have that in the secondary, uh, at least an answer to that right now. I'm not saying that they couldn't get there, but none of these guys are going to get to Jalen Ramsey. Ag- so agree. Status level. I, I agree. So, so it's going to he he completely changes the secondary in a way where you can start using Malcolm Jenkins a lot more in different ways while he's still here and then worry about the next steps afterwards. I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it makes a massive difference, but Elliot's point still holds. I mean, ultimately this team will win the Super Bowl based on Carson Wentz or not. Like that really is what it comes down to. And the to. defense is good enough. Like the defense will be better, but like Carson Wentz has to carry this team to a Super Bowl. Like he's oh, of course he does. Uh, of course he does. But at least this allows bigger gaffes like, you know, and and we'll probably get into it in a little bit, but like, you know, 
those really important plays where everybody's looking for an elite stop or something like that. Uh, it it allows Jim Schwartz to do what we think you know he's been lacking, what he showed in Atlanta, that you can blitz a ton more. It's going to feel a lot more like Jim Johnson if Jalen Ramsey is here than opposed to if he is not. If you want to get creative and you want if you want Jim Schwartz to actually feel comfortable about playing press and stop playing off and stop playing less zone, Jalen Ramsey will literally change everything about this defense. Well, let me ask you right now. Do you guys last year the Eagles I think finished 12th in points if I remember correctly. They were top 10 most Somewhere of the year and then it, they yeah. slipped at the end. Do you think where would you guys put the Eagles defense right now? Top 15? Yeah, I yeah, would say for sure. I yeah. would even I would even say they might be top ten. Top I don't 10. know if they are, but they're they're on the fringe of top ten. I would say like yeah. nine through twelve off yeah, the top. That's of my where head. I would say they're at. If you had Jalen Ramsey, do you're they, top ten defense? Do oh yeah, okay. But I'm saying, are you are you top seven, three, seven, no. six, I don't think somewhere so. in that range? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it improves your defense for, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, but from going from nine to seven isn't. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, but it's you, all arbitrary right, anyway. But yeah. uh, but it it eliminates them from being a, a a ten to fifteen in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You disagree? No. No. Okay. I think that's the Ranger. And 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 again, I I think. Look, I think you're both right. <laughs> I think you're both right. <laughs> the point is, Jalen Ramsey makes his defense way way better. But if Carson Wentz doesn't carry the team, if he doesn't yes. play well offensively, yeah, yeah, yeah. then then it won't matter. But that's just the that's that's the obvious. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's talk about Carson for a little bit too. Please, as, uh, as I know. Please. That- can't wait. Been, Let's get the fight going. Came in ready to brawl. Uh, I, the funny thing is, we're all. I think we all have three different stances on, on everything that's, that's what happening we love, here. Baby. So get out the cats and the claws, baby. Poor uh, Zoe is never getting picked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I. If we do an emergency podcast in hour, Zoe will be there for us. Yeah, so that'll okay, be fun. Cool. Yeah. That'll sweet, be fun. Sweet. I um. I really believe that. Like, I'm just going to say this first. Say it, John. Do it. Can we please be, uh, or can we can we allow ourselves to criticize Carson Wentz first and foremost? Jesus Christ! Like I get it. I want to lick his butthole. I'll get go, go get right. uh, my asshole bleached with him. I don't care. Wow. Like, this is I like Carson Wentz a lot. John Bartrand wants to toss Carson Wentz a salad. That's right, that baby. is the headline. Put it on the headline. Podcast. Tweet it out. Go ahead and tweet that out. As Doug Peterson would say. Uh, but good lord. <laughs> So our, start first. Start. I don't know if so I'll we, be able to continue with you this know what's podcast. Funny? We got. I was reading the reviews, and I'm happy for everyone that's left reviews. They're you know almost all nice. And yeah. This was one guy wrote like only Eagles podcast I can listen to with. I can't listen to with my kids in the car. And I was gonna say something before. <laughs> I was gonna say something before the recording. And I was like, no. And then like this is probably the dirtiest thing you've ever said. Yeah, so. it's up there. Yeah. yeah, it's up there. I hope their kids aren't listening right now. Yeah, oh, to, to that reviewer, we apologize. Yeah, hey, uh, we got to start putting out belated earmuffs. earmuffs. Does yeah. that work? Yeah. Is it can too we, late for can that? We go back. Sorry, <laughs> but guys, he's got to start first. Have it better. Plain and simple. This is this is routine, normal shit, you know. And to say that, well, the, the you know, everybody wants to go to the situation that had been working all night with Jim Schwartz and adjusting his defense, and like, well, you just don't blitz there, like. Sorry, guys. That's not how it works. At least for me. I, James, I don't know about you, but I was saying fucking send them all. I thought Schwartz was outstanding. Yes. I thought Jim yeah. Schwartz is as much a reason that they almost won the game as anyone else yes. in the stadium. Jim Schwartz is a reason they almost won the game. Carson Wentz is a reason they lost. No, no. that's not true either. It's 100%. No, actually, it's 100%. Oh, because his offensive line played awesome because he had any receivers on the field because they couldn't run 12 personnel? Come on. His passer not rate. Fair. His, not okay. You his, can't blame Carson yes, Wentz for that loss. He's 100%. That is, that is a 
horrible take. Carson Wentz's pass rating in the first half was six. He was horrible in the first half. No question. He yes. still put them in a chance to win. If That's Nelson Aguilar catches so, the ball, they probably win the game. What are you talking okay, about? So this this are, is an asinine statement. If Nelson Aguilar catches, and I'm not blaming Aguilar, I'm not saying, you know, no one's I'm not blaming it down to one way. play, but <laughs> legitimately, if Nelson Aguilar catches that ball, they almost definitely win the football game. Yeah, almost. I mean, there would have been time left, but regardless. For a tying field goal, regardless, potentially. Like, so, they, so the worst keys are going overtime, Nelson Aguilar catches that football. So has the bar with Carson been set so low that him just playing well in the fourth quarter of after being atrocious for the first three quarters is enough to just ab- no. I'm saying you can't. I'm, I Carson Wentz definitely deserves some blame. I'm saying to say that Carson Wentz is the reason they lost that game is unfair. Like that's he not is fair. the reason they lost. No, the he's part of the reason. Part of the reason is that they didn't have receivers for him to throw to. They couldn't run their packages. They couldn't do all kinds of. I mean, that's on Peterson too. The fact that JJ Arthega Whiteside looked like he had no business being on an NFL field. I mean, that's an issue, right? I mean, that's on Dub for not being ready to boy, play. To that's him. and that, that's not Carson's fault. He has guys not knowing where to go. He has guys he's never thrown the ball to in a major in a, in a real game. Like I understand Carson Wentz certainly has some culpability in the loss, but to blame Carson Wentz for the loss is some silly. culpability. Yes, some true. culpability. James, I think that's fair. Let me ask you a question: True yes. or false? Did you not five minutes ago say that it's Carson? Or it doesn't matter between Jalen and whoever else. No, 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 no. I'm saying Carson and the offense was what I was saying. Right. Carson so what was and the, the offense. In the first half. Carson and the offense. With personnel. I just said Carson has some culpability. Well, hold up. I'm not saying that Carson does not have culpability. I'm saying to blame the whole thing on Carson is fucking asinine. I mean, that is just stupid. It's not. He was he was playing without his receivers. They yeah, win that game. They lost the game by four points. And again, <laughs> not even with without his starting receivers. Nelson Aguilar catches that ball. They win. Like I get it. He has to play better at the start. 100% agree with that. He was awful in the first half. It might be the worst half of football we've ever seen Garson Wentz yes. play. They still could have won the game. They okay. could have won the game but, with no catches to blame Carson is asinine. Do you see what you're saying? Like, yeah, Carson almost brought them back. I agree. But you know why he had they had to come back? Because he was, like you just said, maybe the worst half of football he's ever played. Here's the reality. And again, he didn't have his starting receivers. Carson? Like, how Car- is that Carson's fault? It, okay, that's one game, right? That's We're one, talking about yeah, I know, that I know. We're not right. talking about anything and else. I, I, I'm right, talking about I know. this game. And I, I still believe he's the reason they lost that game. Well, I think it's a bad take. I know you do. You're bouncing your chair into the I'm wall. I'm fired up. Right. <laughs> I came in ready but, to fight, baby. But here's what, overall, and we can keep talking about that if you want, but overall, like, we can't, we can't keep making these excuses. It's been now almost a, a year and two games of Carson consistently starting games terribly, and he puts his team into a really tough spot. And yes, yeah, sometimes he brings them back and he makes plays at the end and everyone feels encouraged. The Eagles are not going to be a plus 500 team if they don't figure this out. Uh, look, They're not. I, I, I'm acknowledging he played like crap at the beginning of the game. He has to get better there. That's a huge deal, though. I uh, think you're overlooking it. No, that. I'm not overlooking it, but I'm also saying that to say that that's the reason they lost the game is ridiculous. There are other factors involved. And again, part of the reason he played terrible is because he had no Alshon and Deshaun. Like, what are we talking I mean, about look, here? For every single game, there's multiple factors. Of, yes. But in this one, they're... they're Blatantly but obvious. Carson, I mean, they're clearly of, of the pie chart of blame. Carson has the largest. Piece. Oh, I disagree. I think the injuries have the. It, it's silly and stupid, but the fact the injuries they lost by four points. They could have won if Nelson Aguilar catches the ball. And they're playing with ten guys down. Like, what are we talking about? Right, but they lost that game because of injuries. Like, if you want to be real about it, they lost that game because so of injuries. So Carson Wentz period. was not pressing, and he wasn't terrible in the first I'm not half. S- what are you guys talking about? I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying. I am what, admitting, what I am admitting that Carson Wentz deserves some blame. That's, but to that's say what that, I'm, that's what I'm right. saying. But, 
First I said that. Well, no, I'm saying the most. listening to me? I'm saying the most. And me I agree, and you disagree. disagree with he that. Agrees he's, with uh, okay, yeah. I don't know yeah. what he's saying. Well, I'm saying to you is injuries Injuries are the like, biggest like, reason they lost By the game. way, right now, Carson you know that Wentz deserves some of it. Carson you know that, Wentz deserves some of it. You know that office injuries meme where like, they're all pointing at each other? That's what this is right yeah. now. Perfect. <laughs> We're all pointing at each other. Yeah. I just, here's what me and Elliot figured out, because I was very curious about this. I go, Elliot, can you go back? And just see when Carson Wentz has, in his entire career, how many games have they won with the lead at halftime, and how many games have they lost when they don't have the lead at halftime? Elliot? Okay, what? well, I have to pull it up now because no, you put me but, on the spot. But it is, it is staggering that we just ignore first halves all the time, and then it always comes. Here, Here's the formula. I have it right here. Okay, but here I just want to say this and then hit me with it. Here's the formula that I think a lot of Eagles fans follow. Uh, the offense plays bad. The defense plays consistent throughout the game. Not good, not great, but keeps them in the game. And then for whatever reason, it always deters, well, you know, it's the Julio thing or it's whatever, even though... For what Carson it's worth, has, I've not mentioned the defense. Right. I know you I'm pl- I'm Carson Wentz deserves yeah. blame, not as much as the injuries, is my point. Eight more, but yeah. Wrong. Okay. So what is there? What is they the, lost by four points and almost won the game. Vagler catches it. How do you explain that? If you they think only if they, scored hold 20 up, points. Hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. If he had had Alshon and Deshaun, you don't think they scored more than 20 points in that game? Honestly, be honest with yourself. No, I think yes, they probably yeah, score more of than. Of course they do. That means they win do. the game. What are you talking about? But, like, but definitively, and you got to figure out how to win. I agree. I'm saying he deserves some blame. But if we're saying what's the biggest piece of the pie chart, it's that those guys weren't on the field. And That's the biggest for, piece of the pie what chart. It's worth, I think the biggest piece of the pie is on Doug, not Carson. So, but anyway, I, I, so, I think that's actually a fair yeah. take. Not, I think the guy's not being ready to play. The fact that JJ Arthega Whiteside and others had no yeah, idea what to do. That's on Doug. That's on Doug. Absolutely, we'll find out this Sunday because John, I agree. Do you agree with me yet, James? No, because you're <laughs> All right, wrong. So in the in when, right, record, I, when they have the lead in the first half. So when Carson Wentz is winning at halftime, he is nineteen and three. Mm-hmm. When he's losing at halftime, he's three and fourteen. That's, and that's just to be a, fair, I'm sure dramatic. that I'm sure those numbers are very similar for a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree. Right. So you're losing at halftime, you're more but, likely right. To lose. But, but holy what, shit! But no, 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 no. But that's but the point. The point is that's why him starting out slowly really matters. Of course, it matters. Again, I am not arguing that point. Carson has to do well, better. It sounds at the like you're games. you are you are forgiving his first half no. in lieu of his second. half. No, I'm saying that I'm putting more blame on other things. Cart again. Are you hearing me? Listen. Oh, stop. I'm can we, you. Can we, can I'm we, in we, studio. Stop. Listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. Carson Wentz deserves some blame for the loss. Okay, can I, not yeah. as much as the injury. But can That's I ask all you, I'm saying, so bro? Can, can I ask you though, like h- how much? I'm just like, like how far if away I, are you? From okay, it? if I had to do a, a a pie chart, right, and I would break it down and say fifty percent of the blame on injuries, fifteen to twenty on Carson wow. and Doug in there, and then a little bit on Nelly and a little bit on Darby, and like if you really want to parse it out, but I think I think Doug and Carson share a. Somewhere a little under half of the blame, half the blame is on the injuries, and then there are little pieces in there. That's how I would break it down. Okay. I think, so it's a large portion of blame on Carson Wentz, just not the most. Yeah, see, I'm more like 40% on Carson. I could Carson. tell. Yeah. I could tell. But a larger picture, Doug and Carson are six and seven, six and seven in their last 13 starts together. They're consistent. They've fallen behind in five of the last six games at halftime. Like, they need to fix this thing. Like, we can talk about Jalen Ramsey. They can get Jalen Ramsey. They can give up a first-round pick. They can give up whatever, right? Like, if Doug and Carson don't correct this, 
the Eagles are in trouble. Like the team that they have been with Doug and Carson since Carson tore his ACL. I'm not saying that's the reason. I'm just using that as the cutoff point. The re- the team they have been since that happened is a f- sub 500 team that is going to be a nine and seven. See, eight and eight team. I think you're making making assumptions based on a Carson Wentz we saw last season that we've all agreed is not the Carson Wentz he can be. Like again, they're I, one and one this year. Uh, yes, and they almost won with half their team. And they almost lost week one. Like you can flip it both but ways. They, they had a bad half, and we know that. But again, so like what happened in so, But but here's the point. What I'm saying is to to look at last. I've acknowledged last season the Carson Wentz we saw last season was not great. Like he was not the Carson Wentz yeah. who we all believe he can be. We saw in 2017. Right. So like those numbers don't matter to me. They just don't in the same way. I can't help it. Like well, I can't look at it as those numbers matter I, I when you. I don't think Carson Wentz was playing close to the level that he could but, play. Uh, so just really quick before we continue this, and John, I'm, I know you have something you want to say. I agree this is a Carson conversation, but I would just like to make clear, I said Doug and Carson. Like I think Doug deserves part of this sure. as well. The only thing I'm going to say is is it's not going to be – and here's what I really think is this is a teaching moment for Doug and Carson because of the preparedness and same for those guys in there and maybe towards the end of the season because as we know now in heading into Detroit, that's not going to change. Alshon's hurt. Deshaun's hurt. Alshon is probably not going to go on Sunday. So, and I don't know. Goddard. Goddard, we don't know his status. Deshaun Jackson, we don't know his sure. status. This is going to continue. And they, just to be it, fair, it, though, there is a difference between having knowing, a week to oh, practice with those guys and guys having to come in cold in a game. Yes. I, I, all I'm saying, in again, wedged in between like where both of you guys are at, this is something that, that everybody needs to realize moving forward, and everybody's kind of just going, yeah, it's Detroit, and God, I mean, they've looked awful in their in their openings as well, and I'm sure Matt Patricia's going to get fired at some point at the should, end of the season. Should get but, fired. But, like, you're you're kind of in that in that mode again where this is gonna, might be a worse team that somehow just keeps hanging around and hanging around and hanging around, and whether it is between – your fourth and fifth wide receivers that you got to rely on, and maybe even Alex Ellis is going to be in here. We don't know, but you got to start finding ways to win. It's unfortunate that it's there, but it's it's what's in front of you right now. This team's fatal flaw is that they start games out slowly. It will be the death of this season if they don't figure it out. It was the death of last season until they came in and got hot at the very end. They have the worst first quarter offense in the NFL since the beginning of last year. Yeah, it's not even close. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but Warren Sharp wrote something in his preview book. And like, as you said before, James, like, wow, Carson wins more when he's winning at half, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's it's true. Like, teams that win, I think it was after the first quarter, win like something like 70, 73% of the games. So it's a huge deal that they're starting out slowly. Like, And then we can debate the whole Carson, how good he is in clutch time and all that. But the reason he has so many of these opportunities is because they're they're not jumping ahead a lot. I mean, in, in his whole career, there was like a seven or eight game stretch in 2017 where they were just blowing teams out. Outside of that, most of his games are one possession games. Eight and 14 in one possession games in his career. Like, I tweeted it earlier today. Dak has a winning record in one possession games. Mahomes does. Nick Foles does. Uh, Jared Goff does. I think um, Deshaun Watson's eight and eight. Like, other young quarterbacks are winning these games, and I think the reason is not because Carson shrinks in big moments. It's because he falls behind all the time. Yeah, I. But here's yeah, I, I agree. But also, to the, I disagreed with your article a lot in terms perfect of you and about two hundred other people. Oh, I know because <laughs> whatever they can't handle right. different opinions. But I, I, what I think really is you can't come out here and we're on the same page when it comes to first half. 
I don't give a shit about fourth quarter comebacks, and that's why. Oh, you know, see, I that, strongly that, that, that's that. a big part of it. And yes, I know that there are there are a lot of games are decided by one score games or field goals or whatever it is. It's part of your tool bag, but at the same time, nineteen and three speaks for itself. If you're ahead, stay ahead. You know, and right. that and that opens up the playbook. Opens up a lot of different things. It keeps. You know uh, the defense where its level is at, and I, I just, and that's I want to get back to that for one second because I constantly feel like we're dragging the defense into something that it's not. This is the Chicago Bears. Get on the fucking defense's ass. That's what it is. The philosophy of this team is to score early, often, and make sure that they are a one-dimensional football team on the other side, which is. I don't know, pretty simple, uh, you know, <laughs> simple uh, analysis, too. I mean, it's basically like saying score more points, but that's why, Elliot, like, I, I don't, I, I think it's so overrated with fourth quarter comebacks. I think it's so overrated when, you know, like, hey, it's a close game and Julio Jones beats you and fuck the defense. No, it's just they got you. And that's that's part of that, too. Uh, I, I I think Carson just needs to do his thing, and we just haven't seen him do his thing yet this season. We, in the we first talked half. about this a little bit on the post-game pod, but like sooner or later, these great games from Carson's uh, Carson and these great game uh, moments from him have to start coming in wins. Like I, I, I agree with that. I, too. I get that. Yeah. You know, if Aguilar catches it, if Julio doesn't, I get all that, right? But like, what is Carson? How many signature wins does he? have? I mean, but I, you, I know you say you get it, but like. We can all agree Aguilar should have caught that pass. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Like, obviously. Yeah, of course. It, I mean, if Aguilar catches that pass, is that not a signal? You win with 30 seconds left on the clock, you score a touchdown, right. take the. I mean, that's like a. Yeah, there's say, what I'm saying, there. though. I, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, you can't just say, screw if Aguilar catches that pass because Carson Wentz did everything right in that situation. Like, Carson Wentz should have right. had that as a, as a late. Fourth quarter, yeah. end of the game win. Like that's what that should have been, and uh, yeah. he dropped the ball. Like but, I, I but you again, can't disassociate like, those things. But but in, and you're right. In that exact instance, I'm talking you about can't. that specific right. instance. I but know what there's you not can always. do is over a large stretch of time and say Carson does not win close games. Like yes, Agler should have caught the ball. Agreed, hundred percent. I think they, a lot of these numbers, 95% though. Ninety-five percent chance they win that game. But there are a lot of these it. numbers that have to do with his rookie season. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of factors that go in. That the, I mean, his rookie season was the worst, right, Elliot? Yeah, I mean, he still has a losing record, but it's yeah. it's not as drastic. Uh, which which that matters. I mean, yeah. it was it a does. horrible team, saying, and it was a rookie year. I mean, like they were a seven and nine football team, and when, they were really a three and nine football team that got hot at the end of the yeah. season or whatever it was, right. like three right. and eight. And then I just got, think I think it's a concern that Doug and Carson are not winning close games. Look, together. I understand it. I think it's overblown. I understand what you're saying, but I, I think I don't think it's overblown. Obviously, well, because <laughs> that's but, your whole point. The, right, I get yeah. it. I don't. I think it's overblown because there's just not like we're talking about a small sample size of. Not his, If you take his rookie season out and you look at the Carson Wentz who tipped that leap or whatever, it's a small sample size. And again, last year, personally at least, when I look at Carson Wentz last year, I don't put a lot of stock in the sample size from last year because, I, as I've said a million times, I don't think he had an offseason to work on football. His leg was bothering him, the back thing. Like, There's so many reasons to say, all right, like I don't, I don't look at that the same way. And I'm not just saying only 2017. I'm just saying I don't think we can write this narrative yet. But don't you think the 2019 team has looked a lot more like 2018? We're two games. No, I know. Yeah, I, I, on, I, well, really? Okay, well, again, we, we, well, we, 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 we record three podcasts biggest, a week. What, it's what, not like what we're. What was a, my biggest point, though, on the last pod, the, 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 on the radio show and all that? I'm taking nothing I see in September as gospel. I'm I'm giving every right. team in the NFL a month to figure it out because, like Loretta said, September's a new preseason. It just is. I, it's the way it is. I'm not overreacting to anything I see in and, September. And to be I'm just honest, not. 2017 didn't. F- felt a little like this. Look, too. they started one and one in 2017 you know, too, didn't they? Like, After that Kansas City game, oh, run the ball. This team they? sucks. Ball, okay. fire dog. And what was the first fire thing people Doug. <laughs> run people the ball. People were talking fire dog. After the second game in 2017. Okay. 
So I, I'm just saying. And you can feel all that, but you it's know deep down the team looks more like 2018. Why? But here's here's you cannot react to it. You cannot say it's your final opinion. But well, the second, like, no, I'm I'm I. First of all, we both. Well, hold yeah. up. We had we had one shitty first half that we all agree, you know, rust all that. We had one amazing second half. And then we had a game with no fucking wide receivers. Like, I don't know. You can't. They played four halves of football. Two of them have been really bad. But again, two of them have been without any receivers on the team. Like, Mike Collins. What are we talking about? But here's here's what I want to ask. Come on. It's not apples to apples, man. It's not. Why doesn't doesn't Carson Wentz get any credit for coming back from 17 points just because it wasn't in the fourth quarter? Yeah. What are you talking? Oh, well, that's just how the stats work. What do well, you mean? I know, but I'm saying like it's that's why but it's kind of stupid. To they me, were down 17 just, points. Right, he came well, back he won the game. Right, but but so to your point about why that doesn't count as a fourth quarter comeback on his rec- record. That's no, no, no. Saying. I don't even care about that. He's just comeback. pointing just out like, that like shouldn't care about yeah, this like one the specific that. time. Yeah, in it's the a game. comeback. I I agree with you. Yeah, that's right. So I know and and again he did really with no wide receivers. He he came back against Atlanta. They were down 17 to six for Christ's sake. That tells me everything I need to know. I mean, it does matter. Like you can't just. You can't talk about the slow starts and all that and then not give him credit for the stuff later either. You need the result, right? No, what I'm We're saying is- We're talking about the process in, yes. ha- in that fourth quarter because I know that that guy right there, I told you this on the postgame pod too, that guy right there can come back and win Absolutely. He's shown That's it. What I, he, well, he didn't come back and win this one. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> again, he Nelson Agler dropped the ball though. Like, you're right. But again, you got, you've got to understand the other side of it that like he made a play that should have won the game that I, wasn't I, his fault. I 100% agree with you So you can't put it all on, on him that. when it's not all on him, man. I, yes, and I said that. You're right. On Sunday, although I do think, again, we don't have to get back into it. He played really badly. Yes, Agler should have caught the ball. I just think in year four of Carson's career, we should be past the point of like, if Agler caught the ball and if blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, Doug and Carson have to start winning games together. Uh, period. That's it. I agree with that. I, and the, yeah, first, and like, the first halves need to pick it up. Yeah. This is not, this does not, this two weeks of 2019 Eagles football does not define anything yet. Like That's again, where me and James are at. Yes. I think you're trying to define exact, it right now. John, yeah. thank you. This well, is not like, look, oh, this I, is how it's going to be and fucking Doug and Carson. Oh, this is the team. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. Guys, guys, I'm not saying this is the team. I'm saying. Look a lot like the 2018 They do. I can only talk about what I've seen. I'm not going to. The podcast isn't going to be silent until week nine. We can talk about what we've seen without making generalizations about the rest of the season. But the first half offense thing is not a generalization. That's been a problem for a long time. Correct. And I'm just saying what my eyes are showing me. And again, week two, preseason, I get Lewis Reddick said it. I, they look like 2018. They do. Now, maybe in week nine, we'll sit back and say, man, they did, and then they turned it around, and I'll, right? But they look like 2018. But also to me, and this is just like the, the tiniest little thing in this game, you can see the difference between Carson pressing and Josh McCown not pressing. Josh McCown went in there, ran three plays, just three did it. Three plays. The whole Josh McCown I, thing. I'm all for quarterback controversy, but I think people that need thing to chill the fuck out with it. No, no, no. It's out of control. I, it's not a con- it's I'm not out of control. Say, I'm not saying it's a controversy. I'm not saying I want Josh McCown in there. I'm just saying you can see when a guy's revved up at the beginning of a game and saying, fuck, 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 I got to do something, I got to do something, I got to do something. Carson needs not pressing, but Josh McCown also playing with receivers. He practiced with all, you know, like, it's, I mean, I there's a lot of other things going oh on there. Goodness, see they, what I mean? I can't even, we can't even make points and just say the difference between having pressure on you and not having pressure on you. That's all I'm trying to say. See, but wait, are you say saying Carson Wentz has pressure on him? I'm so confused. So I, <laughs> I don't think it's a pressure thing. I think the slow starts of the game have a lot more to do with Doug. I think it's like a. I think Doug's too, been I'm awful with the play calling in the first half game. this season. Yeah. For what it's I worth. think it's a 
being prepared for Sunday thing. I think so. I didn't cover Andy Reid, so I don't know like the intricacies. But I think we would all agree like a common phrase with him was he's a really good coach Monday through Saturday and not on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like I think Doug is the exact opposite. I think Doug does a poor job preparing for games. I think a lot of times the team comes out sloppy and then he adjusts and he's really good like in the moment play. They call. weren't like that in 2017 though. They weren't like well, they were ready to play. I'm, I yeah. under, I agree I'm with you. Like the 18 and 19, I agree with you. Like yes, yeah, so far what we've seen, I think that's a very fair criticism of Doug that this team has not been ready to play at, at the start of every game. But in 2017 they were like at that. I, that was one of the things I loved about that team was they they took the field ready to win. Is 2017 a, a bit of an... Is it, is it going to prove to be an enigma? anomaly? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't think so. Here's what everybody... I obviously don't think so. Here's right. what everybody's been asking in the feed. Is that a growth thing? Is that... Fr- no. You know, we're back to this thing again where I know it kind of keeps popping up. Is that in preparation with the guys that he has beneath him? Because I mean, it they might, were... It, it could I mean, be. You have, How could you, you say no? A, a future head coach that was on this I, team, I another offensive mind in there? We don't know enough to know, but I mean... I, it's not it's clearly worse. It's not crazy to say that Frank Reich was a big a part of it. If it's a problem, then it's a Doug problem. Like if Doug needed Frank Reich, then we have a Doug problem. Like I look Frank. I mean, uh, not Frank Crow. Mike Crow <laughs> obviously plays a role. Yeah. But when we're talking about reasons this team is struggling, he is like very far down the totem pole. I, he, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying. In but terms the loss of, of Reich is what he's is saying. saying. I do think well, that Reich's that, one of the best head coaches in the league. Right. So obviously, having him on the yeah, staff. Yeah, and I do, yeah. but that's a fair. Yeah, yeah. That's a, but that, does, that, a fair that doesn't point. mean it's a Mike Grow problem. If, no, I, think oh, I agree with right. you. I think it's Frank a dog. Grow I agree. Is, Frank, Frank Rowe, I think what I love that. What is going on over Frank here? Frank Reich was way overqualified, obviously, for the position. Sure. Yeah, which was hilarious because we didn't think so at the time at all. Yeah. We were like, we, I remember specifically asking in 16 and maybe even early on in 17, what does, what does Frank Reich do we here? We all said that. We were like, What's Frank, why <laughs> like, is Frank even here? Oh. I do wonder <laughs> yep. if, what's, if maybe this team needs like a fresh set of eyes. I mean, you I know, think it does. they promote from within. They yeah. make Deuce Daly a system. It's a good point. Coach, like, I think a fresh set of eyes would they would benefit from that. Yeah, and this is and that's a common phrase too. I hear a lot of the time is that should have been Deuce's job. I don't know. Like no, that no should one not really have been knows. Deuce's job. I mean, I, yeah, I get why I, people I, love Deuce, but like, let's be honest, he's young in his coaching career. He still has a lot of room to grow. Yeah, and I'm sure. It does, but but that's why. People I mean, are but asking he's he's not he's that, that much younger in his know? career than grow. Right. Like for what it's worth, really. I'm not yeah, that much younger. Sure. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm yeah. just wondering. I think, I mean, I think he's been around since 2011, Deuce, right? Or t- I mean, he's I mean, obviously he's been with there Andy, for a while, man. So yeah. Right. And and in a lot of those roles and things like yeah. that. So I, I don't know. I, maybe that's maybe that's a part of it. Or maybe that's a combination of all of those people together. They're just not as... They're not as good. I do like so. the fresh eyes idea. I yeah. think that's... that's an, And obviously, it's how the season progresses, how the offense looks and all that. But I, I do... I think... I always think there's merit to that kind of thing. Right. And I'll just, again, I'll just say it. Like... This team is going to be nine and seven, eight and eight if they don't fix their first quarter problem. Correct. They just are. Yeah, that's that's not an untrue it, statement. And it's I also just don't not fair of Carson to expect him to win the game in the fourth quarter every yeah. week. Yeah, and I I I think that's fair, especially because he rarely does it. I, I think that's not gonna. I don't think this is gonna continue all season long. Yeah. Well, it did all last year. I know it did. I okay. again and it has the first two weeks this year. But there, here's what I'll say right now. <laughs> I'm okay if this if this month is two and two. After these four games, because it's really it's going to be incredibly tough. I mean, we'll, we'll go through most of this on Thursday, but they got the Lions who are, Whoa, but then you got to go to Green Bay four days after that. This team has already experienced injuries. Yeah, Any one of those motherfuckers get nicked up again, and you got to play Green Bay on Thursday night. It's it stinks. So, well, I think that's why they probably are cautious with those guys for the Detroit be. game, yeah. thinking about the Green Bay game. And I, who cares about September to James? Yeah, You're I was two say, and two in September. Who cares? I know it's the James Seltzer preseason right now, but like. <laughs> 
my God, we got to put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, I like that. Like, yeah. Football Outsiders currently has the Lions as like a top 15 team in the league. They just beat the Chargers. I'm not saying the Eagles should lose the game, but to say that this is an easy game, especially if you don't have Deshaun, Alshon, and yeah, Goddard. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's never you, an easy game without those guys. Okay, that's yeah. the so point. So let's say, look, these I next two that, games are absolutely crucial. I think I think they need to win one or two. Yeah, they what, can't be one and three. I agree. I don't they think they have to win two. both, but they I think they have a better chance of winning both or losing both. Uh, better chance of losing both with injuries right now. With injuries, say. I don't know. I, look, I think they're beating the Lions. I know that. I know that that you know the people are a little scared about this game and they could go in depleted, which is a real issue. The Lions are bad, guys. I'm sorry. No, they are. The Lions they are, are not a good football team. Matt Patricia is probably the worst coach in the NFL in terms of in-game management. I mean. The timeout he called against Arizona is maybe, <laughs> may, Andy Reid included, maybe the worst timeout in the history yeah. of football. I mean, that was yeah. like malpractice. He th- right. That was the game. Like he like malpractice. I think they handled the Lions. I, I know a lot of people are nervous. I think after what happened in Atlanta, coming home, I legitimately, I would lay the points. I know they're what, seven and a half, eight points. Yeah. I'd lay the points. I think they're going to handle Detroit. I know a lot of people are nervous. Oh, don't be so. I think they're a better football team than the Lions, even with the injuries. I'm not scared of Detroit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not scared of either of these teams. I'm just saying, like I think Packers pretty good. Yeah, defensively, it I think could, that's a surprise. I think the Packers defense is is legit. Just like I think in, the Lions game is going to be tough. Yeah, with okay. yeah, yeah, because we there were a lot of people that just kind of push aside the Falcons and then things change like in an instant. That's the only reason I'm kind of thinking. Also, in that way something too. Doug said with Angelo on 94 VIP for those. Of, yeah, uh, <laughs> really, Angelo? Wow, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you for that. Doug said, like you know, you don't make the playoffs in September. I disagree with that statement. Like, oh, really? Are you out of your mind? I mean, we've seen years where teams go like four and ones. Like Just every year we see a team. Right, I'm not saying it decides yeah. your season, but like if the Eagles, you know, win one or if they if the Eagles beat the Buccaneers or like hold on against the Titans last year, right? Like obviously, I know New Orleans ended up winning 13 games, whatever, so it didn't matter. But like home field advantage is massive in the playoffs. I agree. And like this idea of just. Like I know they're not just sitting Deshaun and Alshon to be safe, like, but and they're hurt. But you need to win these games, like. Well, every game matters. They're only they're only sixteen games. Every game matters. And I agree with that point. But I also understand where Doug is coming from. The idea that games in September are less important than games in January. Yeah, but I don't. But I agree. You have to win the. I understand what your point. I'm not. I'm not at all disagreeing with your point. Every game matters. You want home field advantage. I'm just saying I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And I think it's more the Thursday night part of it all, where it's like, that's tough. It's tough to, you got guys. It's very inopportune spot. It's it's a very unfortunate it's spot, unfortunate. I should say. Yeah. To have muscle injuries with two games in 10 days yep. is yeah. very tough. It's not great. Uh, we will have uh, plenty to kind of get into on Thursday. I'm sure we'll have updates on a lot of guys as Elliot will be down at NovaCare, you know, sniffing around and leaving hateful notes for Carson Wentz in his locker room oh, or whatever it is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but win a, win a close game, coward. Just put in the answer he said. Game 13 on a piece of paper in his locker. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you guys listening wherever you are doing it on uh, Apple Pods, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you are out there. The five-star reviews do go a very long way. Uh, for James Seltzer, for Elliot Shore Parks, I'm John Barchard telling you thank you for listening to the Go Birds podcast, episode number 112. Right here, radio.com, sports radio 94 WIP. Go, birds. (laughs) (laughs) That was the the least exciting Go Birds you've ever had. I thought it was a fun one. Yeah.
cupboard. Give me a cupboard. Give me a cupboard. Well, I didn't know if you were still recording. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't want to.